From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Now Madison was working super hard on a makeup tutorial show. She was teaching smoky eyes to folks out there who really wanted to know when some freaky deaky science stuff only understood by nerds. The kind you might never have heard Now she should probably be trying to get out But Madison, she's having fun Living an old-time radio life Our explanation is done Night Beat Madison Standish. Um, I don't have a partner this week, so instead they got me filling in for this guy, Randy Stone. Uh, it says here that he oh, covers the night beat for the Chicago Star. Okay, so what I figured out is he's some sort of like reporter that writes stuff for newspapers, you know, before they had blogs and influencers and stuff. But instead of boring news, he writes stories about people he meets at night. Which is good for me because I'm a major night owl and prefer to sleep all day. So it totes pissed me off when my phone rang at 11 o'clock in the morning. Ugh, why well, wanna go to voicemail? What? God damn it! This is Billy at the paper, not you, Madison. Who put this stupid cord on the phone? you answered. What choice did I have? The damn thing kept ringing and I can't find the decline button. Oh, well, a special delivery letter came just for you. It was actually addressed to Randy, but since you're covering for him this week... Eh, okay. Well, forward it over to me. I'll check my email when I get up. I don't... Uh, the letter is signed Dolly Graham. It's that Dolly Graham. Dolly Graham? She that winner of The Voice? You know, the, the country one? Or am I thinking of American Idol? The actress? Should I just read the letter to you? Eh, go for it. Dear Mr. Stone, you're always looking for a story. I've got one for you. I can prove that I was not responsible for Mrs. Thompson's death, that I've been framed. Please come see me today. Signed, Dolly Graham. Uh, a scandal with a country singer or actress, whatever. That sounds like a job for TMZ. Paul Thompson is running for the Senate? It was his wife that was killed. The boss thought there might be a story in it. Fine. Tell her I'll meet her at... Ah, there's no Starbucks yet. Stupid 1940s. Um, what's the closest thing you guys have to a... A bar that only serves coffee? She's actually at the Women's Detention Center on California Avenue. Women's prison? Like, Orange is the New Black? The system has let her down, and it's my job to redeem her. Uh, possibly? I don't know if I want to free her too soon. Apparently, prison is the one place women are allowed to truly explore their lesbian side. Might be a good idea if you came down here first and 
read up a little on the trial? Like to research my article? I was hoping to be more of a clickbait kind of reporter. See you soon, Madison. I can already tell this is going to be way more labor-intensive than I thought. I went down to the newspaper office and Billy directed me to their library to read up on the trial of The People versus Dolly Graham. Can you believe all of the information was on paper? No computers, no search engines, nothing! I was going to be there all afternoon. And since I got there pretty late because I spent a ton of time trying to find a place to get a mocha latte, which, hello, don't call yourself a coffee shop if you only sell drip coffee. Ugh. So I just had Billy sum it up for me. According to witnesses, she'd driven her car out of her own driveway at a dangerously high rate of speed and had run straight into the Thompson's car. To cinch the case against her, the DA pointed out that the girl had two previous reckless driving citations and, at the time of the accident, her driver's permit had been suspended. Public sympathy had all been with the Thompson family. I'll show you to herself this way. Are you aware of how scary you are? Is that like a choice, or has working in a prison hardened you? You here to visit someone, or do you want to check in? Ha! Now, see, I bet it's important to have a sense of humor in this line of work. I hope you're not going for that malarkey about Dolly being innocent. (laughs) You just said malarkey. So was it like an old person's word even in the 1940s? Who you calling old? Anyone over 30. You wild, irresponsible kids. Put you behind the wheel of a car and it's murder. Plain murder. That's exactly what my driver's ed teacher said. Hey, you got a visitor. Wait, what? I gotta talk to her in her cell? What about those rooms with the plexiglass and the little phone receivers? You know, where the convict is safely behind a protective barrier? Who's she? You got ten minutes. If you need any help, just holler. Very reassuring. Well? Hey there. Um, I'm Madison Standish. (laughs) What does that call for? Three cheers? That reminds me of a story when I was a cheerleader. We were at an away game, and I accidentally walked into the boys' locker room. It was more than three cheers by the end, but... You got a cigarette? Do you need them in here for, like, currency? Why are you here? I got some letter from you this morning. Totes woke me up, by the way. Then my boss made me come down here to see you. So, you're welcome. I didn't write any letter. Let's see it. Hang on, let me find it. You know, they barely searched me when I came in here. I could have smuggled you drugs so easy. Here it is. It's my name, but I didn't write this letter. Does it make any sense to you? Because without emojis, I really can't tell the tone. Just this part about George Saunders. He was in the car with me when it happened. That wasn't in your testimony. I'm pretty sure I didn't fall asleep when Billy read me that part. He took off when the cops came. The douche left you there? Why? He'd broken parole, I think, in Kansas or Wyoming, someplace like that. I told them about it at the trial, but they didn't believe me. He tried to make a deal with me. Aw, man, never take the plea deal. They told me if I pleaded guilty, it'd be treated just like any other traffic accident. But I told them, no, it wasn't my fault. So they made it manslaughter. A politician's wife was killed. Well, not to throw shade, girl, but... Your driving record is up there with Lindsay Lohan's. 
Thompson's car crashed into mine, I tell ya. Hey, I get it. I tried the same thing when I blew through an intersection. I told the cop the light hadn't changed yet, but it turns out it was a four-way stop. My lawyer told me not to try and buck Paul Thompson. I'm sorry, was that buck, like with a B as in boy? Yeah. Either way, good advice. He said Thompson couldn't afford any unfavorable publicity on account of his running for the Senate. Public perception is everything. I'm so woke, I boycott every show on television. So now I gotta rot here in jail. Well, tell me anything you can remember about the accident. I barely got any sleep last night, but I'll try to pay attention. I was waiting for this car to pass. My car was standing still in the driveway, I swear it. Then his car started weaving like he was drunk or something. Next thing I know is the crash. You weren't on your phone, were you? While I was in the car? Well, you're entering your destination into GPS? What? Scrolling through Spotify for a good playlist. No. I just remember his car rolling on its side. First thing I saw was her, the wife, lying on the street, dead. That's messed up. I heard someone trying to get out of the other car, so I ran over to see if I could help. And that's when your bad boy ran off? Yeah. I saw Mr. Thompson was helping his daughter out of the car. He was driving, right? I can't really remember. It happened so fast. Then he said something to her, but I I can't remember what. To call 911? What do you mean? Call 911. For an ambulance? Paramedics? Para- what? (gasps) Holy crap! You don't have 911 or paramedics yet! Who comes to help in an accident, then? You mean like a doctor? You can't get a doctor to come to an accident. Hell, it takes me three weeks just to schedule an appointment at their office. You just call a doctor who makes house calls. House what now? But no, Mr. Thompson didn't say anything about a doctor. It was something about home. Go on home, I think he said. Go on home, Anne. I'll look after things myself. That's all he said to her. Okay, that's weird. Then what? Then Mr. Thompson kind of staggered over to where his wife was and he fainted. And then the people started coming around. They started shouting at me and blaming me. And Mr. Bell told everybody he'd seen me do it. Hang on, losing track of names. Who's Mr. Bell? The next door neighbor. He lied. He told him it was my fault. I don't know why, but he lied. Neighbors always lie. Like, my music wasn't that loud, and it wasn't 3 a.m., more like 2. Oh, it's no use. What did the DA call me? An irresponsible, wild-eyed lady of the night. That's not bad. I'd use that as my profile status. You should have seen the way the jury's eyes lit up when he said that. I knew it was all over then. Okay, so I guess I need to talk to the douchey neighbor and your loser boyfriend. Where can I find the boyfriend? He plays clarinet at the jazz bar on Higgins Avenue. (laughs) Clarinet? What is he, in the high school band? Girl, if you're going to date a musician, he should be lead guitar. Lead vocals are total divas. Drummers are basically roadies with good tempo. And although bass players get a bad rap, if they finger pluck, highly recommend. Time's up, girly. So you're going to help me? Looks like that's where this story is going, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so I checked in with Billy at the paper, and she gave me some more deets on Dolly's case. The evidence against Dolly Graham had been flimsy, the witnesses unreliable, 
and several times the jury had been reminded of Mr. Thompson's fine record as a citizen in the community. Got it. Uh, Madison, the editor needs an article from you for the morning edition. But I'm still working on the article. An article about something else for right now. Ugh, I didn't realize I'd be stuck doing so much homework. Fine. When is it due? Two hours. How much can I pay you to write it for me? You got aspirations to be a reporter, am I right? Just get it here by five. I had no idea what to write about. It was like my college lit class all over again. I thought that that Senator Thompson was a royal douche, so I quickly threw together an article made up of things I saw in memes during the last election. Hey, they didn't ask me to cite my sources. I was pretty wired after that, so I went looking for the bad boy clarinet player George. But turns out he quit his job at the jazz club right after Dolly's accident. Convenient. So after I had a few rounds at the bar, you would not believe how cheap drinks are in the 1940s, I went home and crashed. I woke up sometime after one in the afternoon with like this screaming headache, took some tablets I think were aspirin, and headed over to see Dolly's neighbor. Uh, Mr. Bell? That's me. Oh, God. Not so loud. What do you want? It's about the accident you saw. As soon as she moved into that room and house next door, I knew what kind she was. Any chance you could get that dog to stop barking? Ruth! Shut the dog up! Oh, God. Why'd the shots have to be 50 cents? So what are you? Hungover, mostly. No, like uh, you a lady reporter or something? Yeah, uh, I'm filling in for Randy Stone at the Chicago Star, and I'm probably this close to puking on your porch. So let's just plow through this, okay? You saw the accident? I was sitting right over there on the porch. She came shooting out of her driveway. She was doing 40, I bet. Reckless. Murderous reckless. Uh Uh-huh, save it for the Yelp review. So your chair was right where it is now? Same spot. Cool if I sit? Go ahead. I told the missus the day that girl nearly run over our dog, she'll kill a person someday. And she did. She killed that poor Mrs. Thompson. You sure you didn't just hear the crash? I seen it, I said. But you can't see her driveway from here. There's just a big old brick wall on those two ginormous trees. Well now, you wouldn't make me out to be a liar, would you? I seen it all. Let's just lower the volume level, okay? I told him in court I seen it and they believed me. You didn't like her, so you told them what they wanted to hear. You're like a mean girl in a wrinkly old man suit. You can't make no liar out of me. You go talk to Carolyn Parks. She lives in the same house as that Graham girl. She's seen it too. Carolyn Parks? That's right. The young lady next door. I saw her watching out the window. So, basically you spend all day sitting on your porch spying on young women in the neighborhood. What? I... I'm gonna go now. Try not to watch my ass as I leave. Okay, Weinstein? I went next door to Dolly's rooming house Which, by the way, a rooming house is basically a bunch of strangers renting a house together And the landlady lives with them too I don't know, it's creepy Carolyn lived in one of the rooms upstairs Yes? Oh man, can you turn that off? I'm nursing one hell of a hangover Sure. You're a newspaper reporter, aren't you? I saw you talking to Mr. Bell next door. 
Geez, everybody spies on everybody around here, don't they? Well, not a lot to do to pass the time. TV is coming, honey. It'll all change when you get TV. You want to sit down? Thanks. Y- you got any Advil? Care for some wine? Sherry? Hair of the dog? Yeah. Serve it up. Sherry's good for you. The other stuff's poison. You don't have to tell me twice. Makes you feel better if you're ill. I did puke a little in your bushes, by the way. But that Bell guy's dog ate it, so... Ah, thanks. You were talking to Mr. Bell about Dolly Graham. I heard you through the window. You know Dolly? Not really. I'm just trying to write a story about the crash. Oh, I'm tired of talking about that accident. Hey, I'm all for making this quick. I am so ready to pass out on my bed and wake up Thursday. So, you heard her leaving her room that night. He was kidding her. Who was? That, um, clarinet guy? Oh, what's his butt? Uh, George. She had a ton of boyfriends. Yeah, but in court you said that she was alone. I I said I wasn't sure if she was with somebody else. She's a good-looking girl. Hair just like mine. Mine is natural, though. Well, you could use some highlights. Maybe even go a shade lighter. It would look way better on your skin tone. But anyway, you said you heard a guy's voice? Maybe. Oh, there were no long, empty evenings for her. Not like some people have. She used to rib me about it. Said she'd fix me up with a date. Stuff like that. It hurt. Got it. She's a slutty bitch, and no one swipes right for you. So you were looking out the window when the crash happened? Yeah. Nobody else was in the car with her? No. She said he ran out on her. I didn't see him. (laughs) That's a laugh, isn't it? When it came right down to a pinch, she was alone, too. Even the young, pretty ones are alone. Wow, jealous much? I had a time of it when the reporters and police started coming around. (sighs) But even that didn't last long. Okay, girl. Fill me up with some more of that sherry. I'm giving you a Madison makeover. After I gave Carolyn an amazing makeover with this, like, super smoky Beyonce eye look, I made it back to the newspaper, where Billy caught me trying to take a nap at Randy's desk. Madison. Unless you're here to give me a triple shot mocha latte, go away. It's, um... This morning's column of yours, it's directed against Paul Thompson, isn't it? The senator guy? Yeah. Him and all corrupt politicians. So basically everybody except Bernie. Well, you know the star is supporting him in his bid for the Senate. Okay. Thompson's attorney phoned. The managing editor wants no more of it. I think I have the right to say whatever I want under the Constitution of the United States of America. There's freedom of the press, but you still have to answer to the editor. They always pulled that crap on me at Applebee's. If they hadn't fired me, I would have totally quit. As a matter of fact, Thompson wants to talk to you. Particularly about the part where you called him an... infantile Cheeto? Yeah, probably shouldn't have used that one. Unless... Does Thompson use spray tan from the CVS bargain bin? Um, no. The editor said proof's one thing, but conjecture is another. Give the boss proof, and he'll print it. Proof the guy's a Cheeto? About Dolly. 
While talking with the so-called witnesses, Dolly didn't cause the crash. I even took some pics while I was there. The old dude said that he could see her driveway, but there's no way. Look. Damn it, my battery's dead. And I forgot my charger at home. Do you have a charger for an iPhone 12? You're going to need something a lot more conclusive than just pictures before you can make a story out of it, Madison. Well, I was trying to find Dolly's boyfriend, but the dude quit his job. Typical musician. Like, the second they become employed, they think they're selling out, so they quit. And guess who's left paying the rent on her Applebee's salary? You believe there was a guy with her? Yeah, George. He plays the clarinet. Like, how many clarinet jobs are there that he thinks he could just quit? What's he going to do now? Join a marching band? I saw that in the trial transcripts. I can check in with my source at the musicians' union and see if they can locate him. OMG, that would be total amazingness! But I still got to figure out who wrote the letter. Dolly said it wasn't her. Let me look at that letter. Hmm. This is a girl's handwriting. It looks like it was mailed from Wilmette late last night. That's about 30 miles from here. High-class residential section. High-class residential? So the land of Karens. Got it. The boss told Mr. Thompson you'd call him as soon as we'd heard from you. What, like now? I'm so tired. He said no matter what time it was, Thompson wants to see you. He lives on Lakewood Terrace. A young girl going over to a senator's house by herself late at night. What could possibly go wrong? So like half an hour later, I finally find Thompson's place. Not having GPS seriously sucks, but you wouldn't believe how much parking there is in the 40s. Anyway, the dude had his own nurse and she showed me in. She said he was tote sick and not to get him excited. And I'm all, does that make me the opposite of a hooker? And she just shut the door behind me. Sorry I can't rise to receive you. I haven't been very well. Yeah, well, if you want to run for office, you better get over it quick, because Hillary had one sneeze and lost the election. Obviously. We had to meet very shortly, so I took the initiative. So you didn't like my article. Do you know how many internet trolls talk smack about my blog? Hashtag, I know you are, but what am I? Both its tone and contents were clearly directed against my family. Actually, the Trump family. I just changed the name to Thompson. Running as I am for the Senate next month, your insinuations must have an adverse effect on my campaign. I have learned that you are conducting a private investigation into the the tragic death of my wife. Yeah, kind of the whole purpose of this episode, actually. In the face of such overwhelming evidence as was presented in the court, do you mean to say that further inquiries could serve any useful purpose? You talk more like an English professor than a politician. Little hint... Dumb it down a bit so you can appeal to the masses. What will it take to end your investigation? Well, in court you said your daughter was driving the car, right? Let me talk to her. She's in no condition to see anyone. Poor child's on the point of a serious breakdown. She's never recovered from that horrible night. Besides, it's impossible. She's not in the city at any rate. Dude, are you crazy? You gotta have the daughter for the photo ops. Especially with a dead wife. Major sympathy vote. Miss Standish, I've wanted nothing so much in my life as I want that seat in the Senate. It's okay if she's not pretty. Chelsea Clinton survived eight years. Yes, well, clearly you have a unique perspective on what it takes to run for office. Hey, I vote. Even in the boring elections for judges and school boards and stuff. I've long been searching for a young, aggressive person to run my campaign for me. Whatever your present salary is, I will double it. 
I produce a podcast. You're offering me double of nothing. Then name your price. The tax on my family must stop. I can't fight it, so I'll buy it. Oh, you're trying to buy me off. Okay, well, let me assess your little house here. I'm thinking you got some dollars saved up, am I right? There must be no more unfav- unfavorable publicity. Un- Dude, you okay? Diabetic. Insulin on the table. Do you know how to administer it? If it has to do with your ass, no. The nurse. Call her, quickly. Nurse! Get in here, quick! I will not have another old dude die on me! The nurse gave him the insulin. I did not watch. After that, he looked way better and tried to talk to me, but the nurse was like, you gotta leave, and I'm all, not a problem. So I left and hurried back to the newspaper. Billy was still working. Girl, don't you ever go home? How'd it go with Thompson? He's like mega sick. I don't know how he can even run for office. Oh, before I forget, my friend from the musicians' union phoned. He located Saunders at the Exeter Hotel downtown, room 312. Oh, okay. He's in his room. I checked with the clerk. And I sent one of the boys down to follow him in case he leaves. That's super thorough. Thanks. I also saw the pictures you took from Bell's porch. My phone finally charged! Thank God! I was worried the 40s had some weird European electrical sockets that wouldn't work with my charger. By the photos, he couldn't possibly have seen the accident. Right? Told you! Did you talk to the daughter? Thompson sent his daughter out of town. Now here's a question. She was driving when they had the crash, right? That's what the transcript said. But after the crash, Dolly said he told the daughter to run home. Drivers are supposed to stay on the scene with their vehicles. I know this because once I rear-ended someone in front of a Jamba Juice, totally his fault, like he was at the stop sign long enough. Anyway, the cops got real pissed that while I was waiting for them to show up, I went inside and got a smoothie. I could go down to the Motor Vehicles License Bureau and get all the information on the Thompson's driver's licenses. I don't know if they'll give me any information this time of night, though. Yeah, that works. Give it a shot. Are you going to see George Saunders now? Ugh, don't you people ever sleep? Either you finish this article, or you write a different one for the morning column. This is why I don't do a daily podcast. I got to Clarinet Boy's Hotel, which kind of looked like a wannabe Motel 6 off the highway in the middle of, like, Arkansas. But with Art Deco, you know? Well, the guy Billy sent over from the star told me George hadn't left his room, so I headed up there, trying not to touch anything. Come on in. Yeah, that doorknob doesn't look like it's swimming with disease. Hi. Be with you in a minute. I don't want to let go of this lick. How hard is it to master when the saints go marching in? How do you like it? I don't know. I'd have to ask my dead great-grandmother. I don't think I know you. What was it you wanted? You were hooking up with Dolly Graham, right? You some sort of lady policeman? In these shoes? Hey, can we stop the chamber music for a minute? I've been up since, like, Tuesday. What was it you wanted? I talked to Dolly yesterday. She said that you were in the car with her when the accident happened. 
Does the jury believe that's important now? So, were you? Yeah, I guess I was. And you took off? Total dick move! I thought about it lots of times. I didn't have the guts. I'm wanted out west. I jump parole and if they ever get their hands on me, it'd be too bad. Too bad, don't you see? I see a selfish musician who put his own needs in front of his girlfriend's. I thought for sure she'd beat the case. She pays his bills, she loans him her car, and even after she's gone to every dive bar in the city to watch his lame-ass play, making her pay the cover charge and the two-drink minimum, by the way. We were just sitting there. I said the guy who's driving, he's drunk. Even after all that? Wait, hang on. The guy who was driving? It was a man. I saw him. The daughter was supposed to be driving. Well, she wasn't. Okay, major development. You gotta be a witness. You don't understand. I just can't do it. They'll get me on that Kansas thing. So? Dolly is serving time for manslaughter. That's her tough luck. Now get out. Oh my god, you are such a douche. Yeah, well, rock and roll is right around the corner and you'll be left playing your stupid clarinet at dinner theater for old ladies. I got back to the office and Billy ran up to me, totes excited. Thompson's daughter, Anne, she had a license issued to her all right the day after the accident. What? Seriously? That isn't all. Thompson's own license had been revoked over a year ago for reasons of health. You see? That's what I was saying. He, like, nearly died when we were just talking. No way he could drive. But he was driving that day. That douche musician guy said he saw him. Paul Thompson was driving? Yeah. (gasps) That's why he helped his daughter out of the car. He got out first, but he knew he'd totally get blamed for it. So he told her to run home and then told everybody that she was driving. We've got to prove it. Do you think anyone took video on their cell phones? Wait, what about the letter? I think I know who sent it. Okay, who? Anne Thompson. The daughter? Yes! Oh, totally railroaded by her dad and sent out of town to keep her quiet! Ah! The letter was postmarked well met. Shouldn't be hard to find her. You gonna see her tonight? Tonight? Uh, okay, but when the sun comes up in a few hours, we're going for margaritas. This was so old school. Billy tracked down the daughter by the postmark on the envelope and then talked to a young... Uh, telephone operator who not only wasn't located in India but actually knew who Anne was and that she was visiting her aunt on Elm Street. And old people today bitch about having no privacy with the internet. So I drove out there and the girl must have been psychic or something because she answered the door right as I rang the doorbell. Come in, Miss Standish. Cool, thanks. Have you... Have you seen my father? Yeah. Is he all right? If by all right you mean he's got to have a nurse shoot him in the ass with insulin every ten minutes or he'll die, then, yeah. I was hoping you'd come. I... I couldn't go on hiding a thing like that the rest of my life, could I? You're rich, so probably. Dad didn't know Mother was... was dead. He thought it was just a traffic accident. So he totes made you say you were driving. He shouldn't have been driving. The doctor warned him. I felt so bad when I had to tell those lies in court. 
Judge Judy would have ripped you a new one. Poor girl standing there, staring at me. I felt like crying. I feel like crying now. <laughs> okay, okay, let it out, girl. Come on, I'll drive you back to town. You'll drive me? Well, I'm sure not letting you drive. So let's sum this up. Dolly Graham was almost stuck in prison because everybody lied. The neighbor, Mr. Bell, gave false testimony just because he didn't like Dolly. And lonely Carolyn was so jealous of Dolly, she lied to screw her over. And of course, the politician created a huge cover-up to protect his career. No surprise there. Although, in the pursuit to find out whether Dolly caused the accident or not, there was a considerable amount of disregard to the fact that Mrs. Thompson was killed by her husband and that he used his teenage daughter as the fall guy for his illegal driving. Now, nah, well, he'll probably still win the election. You need to say the last line. That? But I don't even know what that means. It's a newspaper thing. Randy ends every episode with it. Okay, fine. But we're going for margaritas after this. <clears throat> Copy boy! popularity of detective noir shows, Nightbeat offered not only crime and thriller storylines, but through the guise of a reporter looking for human interest stories, also featured humanitarian and even humorous plots. There were a few failed attempts to bring the show to television, but the original radio series boasts 112 episodes. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. And hey, Tell me which are your favorite old-time radio shows, and I'll use your suggestions for future episodes. Madison on the Air is listener-supported. For just $3, you can buy me a mocha latte through ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash M-O-T-A. And for more information about the show and the cast, visit our website at madisonontheair.com. Thanks! Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Kitten McCreary appeared as Billy. Other actors in the cast were Steppy Kume as Dolly, Jeremy Sage as Mr. Bell, Megan Peacock as Carolyn, Pete Navis as Paul, Steve Jun as George, and Alexandra Bartley as Anne. I've been your announcer, Brian Peacock. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.